0: How can I say this? When you have a day like January 6th, 2021 in the United States, it's hard to know what to say. It left many of us speechless and then outraged and mortified and confused. When societal norms are violated in such a violent manner, words often escape us. And then we become unable to see the people we feel have violated us as our fellow human beings. We also can refuse to acknowledge those who do the right thing after long doing what we felt is the wrong thing. Our question this episode, how can we keep our hearts and minds open when we feel cynical about another person's sincerity? Welcome to Episode 76 of How Can I Say This, where we look to build connection and community through courageous conversations. I'm your host, Beth Below. Thank you so much for joining me. This entire episode comes from my processing of the past 48 hours, and I'm recording this on Friday, January 8th in the early evening. As the events of Wednesday, January 6th unfolded, I stared with horror, along with most of my fellow Americans, at the images of people storming the United States Capitol. I tried to keep up with the news while also trying to have a productive work day. Every time it seemed like it couldn't get much worse, it did. I admit to feeling a bit numb to it most of the day, as it all seemed very surreal as I worked in my warm and quiet house 700 miles from the Capitol. But then, as various elected officials started responding to the events of the day, I found my rage. My frustration boiled over as I heard them issue calls for calm and unity, when all they'd ever done to that point was incite and divide us. My husband and I talked about it, and I told him that I felt that their words meant nothing. They were negated by their past actions. I was unmoved by any olive branches that they were extending. In my mind, it was too little, too late. My husband, who shares my values and political views, had a much more tempered approach I think it comes from several years of having a meditation and prayer practice that has gifted him with a balanced perspective on the challenges of life. Regardless of where it came from, he had this to say. He offered that we should accept the gestures of those politicians as a step in the right direction. When I heard this, I was resistant. I responded that their attempts to put out the fire that they had started were self-serving and sincere only in their desire to keep their legacy from being further tarnished. In short, I wasn't having any of it. Now this highlights a challenge that I have that I believe we all experience. We have long memories when it comes to holding on to grudges or feelings of being wronged, when those feelings are connected to someone we were supposed to be able to trust. We should be able to trust our parents, our siblings, our partners, our children, and yes, even our elected officials who take an oath to serve and protect the people. When that trust is broken, it's a huge undertaking to win it back. One good deed is not going to do it. Even 10 good deeds, 100 good deeds, might not do it. And yet, my husband's invitation led me to another idea that I first heard from writer Anne Lamott. She shared that not forgiving is like drinking rat poison and waiting for the rat to die. I think that was part of my husband's point. There's no use in digging in my heels and refusing to acknowledge someone's attempt to right a wrong, because that only creates more animosity in me. It doesn't affect the other person at all, at least not in this case, because they don't know me, and they probably never will. And I don't think this is actually about forgiveness since it's possible to recognize and even appreciate a person's good deed without forgiving them for their past bad deeds. But when he first offered it, there was something about my husband's invitation to see the good being done that felt like it would equal forgiveness. And that made it harder for me to swallow. It's like a bridge I couldn't cross, And that led to my own stress and anxiety getting worse. You see, I drank the poison and waited for the rat to die. My stubbornness in this situation might have had further consequences. It could be leading me down a path of not being open to the capacity for another person to evolve and change their mind. I am a big believer in personal growth and giving one another space and grace on the journey. No one is ever going to get it perfect, ever. And changing our minds is a good thing. It shows that we've opened our hearts and minds to different ideas and people and lessons. Because if we don't evolve, we die. It's easy to remember this with people close to us, about those with whom we have shared values and beliefs. It's not as easy with those who are different from us and who might hold the complete opposite of our beliefs. We're less forgiving, less compassionate, less willing to extend space and grace to them. We doubt their sincerity. We say, too little, too late. The call to action I'm giving myself is the same one I'm offering to you. Notice when you're closing yourself off to someone else's evolution. What if you assume best intent instead of assuming insincere intent? What if you decide to take their goodwill gesture at face value instead of deciding that there's nothing they can do to earn a gold star in your eyes? As I said, and this is something I have to keep reminding myself, Recognition and acknowledgement does not equal forgiveness or acceptance. We can acknowledge and even appreciate someone's good deeds while still condemning or holding them accountable for past wrongdoing. This also brings up another quote that I think I've shared on this podcast, and it comes from Walt Whitman. And the verse goes, Do I contradict myself? Very well, then I contradict myself. I am large. I contain multitudes. We are not simple, one dimensional beings. We are complex, messy, contradictory, multi dimensional beings. If anything gets in the way of our ability to communicate with one another, it's this truth. It's hard work to tease through the contradictions we see in ourselves and in other people. And it's especially hard when we don't agree with those other people. But it's work we have to do if we're going to move forward together in our communities and in our world. Catch yourself when you're starting to drink the rat poison. You might bring it up to your lips, smell it, and even take a taste, but don't drink it. Don't do that to yourself. Put it down, take a deep breath, remind yourself that we are flawed, complicated beings, and choose to extend a thought of grace to the other person. Here are a few ways that thought might come out. You might think, thank you for doing the right thing today. I see your efforts to do good. I acknowledge that you're doing your best in this moment. I appreciate that you have the ability to change your mind, and I'm glad you've done that now. Now, I've been talking about extending this grace to someone you don't know, but it's even more important with someone that you do know. I'm reminded of another quote that I've probably shared here, this one from Dale Carnegie. Give the other person a fine reputation to live up to. If you never accept their sincere efforts to change, if you become cynical about their attempts to right past wrongs, then you're keeping them in a small box that limits their growth You're giving them a bad reputation to live up to. But if you look for and act on the opportunities to acknowledge growth and change, that encourages more of the same. It tells the other person, yes, this is a choice that makes me able to listen to you and to be with you more fully. Once again, acknowledgement of a current right doesn't negate past wrongs, but it does give that person credit for their good faith efforts, which reinforces more of the energy and the choices you want to experience from them in the future. Still take the action you need to take to make your concerns and your feelings known about past behaviors that upset you. By doing so, though, from this generous spirit, that says that you can acknowledge their evolution and their growth, you'll find that the other person is more receptive to your feedback. If what I'm suggesting here sounds impossible, I totally get it. As I said, I was completely resistant to my husband's suggestion that I give credit where credit was due. It's taken me a few days to process through the idea and come out to a new way of thinking. And even so, right now, I still feel some resistance. But on the flip side, I can feel my heart soften a bit as I consider the possibility that someone I strongly disagree with and even dislike might do something good. So give yourself time to try on this way of thinking. It might take hours, days, or even weeks before you feel that softening in your heart. But with patience and sincere desire, you will feel it. And the more you practice it, the quicker it will soften. It's what I hope for all of us. Soft and open hearts that are willing to let other people in, even those who we experience as wrong or even dangerous. When you think about it, the other choice is to harden and close our hearts. And that's clearly not going to contribute to healing or to peace. Softening and opening is risky. It leaves us vulnerable to pain and disappointment. But I'd rather risk that than be tight-hearted and disconnected. That is the sure path to pain and disappointment. I hope that if you found value in this episode, you'll choose to share it with your friends, family members, and colleagues who you think might find it interesting. I also appreciate your reviews and ratings on whatever platform you find this podcast. And please do subscribe and come back for future episodes. Be part of the movement to bring more courageous conversation and open heartedness into the world. This is Beth Velo and you've been listening to How Can I Say This? Our podcast producer is Paul Messing and our theme music is by Brett Anderson. Thank you for joining me today and remember that you can access past episodes at howcanisaythis.com. Finally, I invite you to take what you've learned here and use it to speak up, speak out and speak courageously.